Hi there and welcome to your breakthrough, one of the most important and informative broadcasts that I believe I've been privileged to bring to you in more than 40 years of Holy Ghost Gospel ministry. I'm here to ask a provocative question, and it's this. What if there were no Holy Spirit? What would the consequence be if the mighty spirit of the living God was not active, was not moving in Pentecostal manifestation and power upon the earth? What would happen to men and women? Has the palpable presence, did you get that? Of the Holy Ghost of God been so removed and vacant from the pulpits of America and absent from the people in the pews' lives that it would barely even be noticeable if he were not present? Well, that's far from true, and I'll prove it to you. Coming up next on your breakthrough. Valor Christian College wants you to become a world changer with a four-year fully accredited Bachelor of Arts in Christian Ministry. You'll become a part of a vibrant community of believers with a passion for quality education, purpose-driven application, and a desire to receive an impartation of the legacy of Dr. Rod Parsley. Call or visit valorcollege.edu and enroll today on campus or online. Ask about our scholarships, federal financial aid, and other programs to help you acquire the tools you need to change the world. Much of the Holy Spirit's work on earth is unseen. It's unrealized. Uncounted are the times when lives were spared by the influence of God, the wind of the Spirit, so gently guiding us away from danger. But what if there were no Holy Spirit? Well, I'm going to begin by posing the question, what if there truly were no Holy Spirit? Now, if you missed part one of my teaching on the Holy Spirit's presence, on His power, I want to just briefly review it with you. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, we're introduced to a lineage. It begins in verse 21, if you have your Bible, and it reads like this. She named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God, you see, was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband being killed, Ichabod was the son of Phinehas, who was the son of Eli and the brother of Hophni, a malicious priest. He was at Shiloh. He was born on the very day that the Ark of the Covenant of God, representing the manifested tangible glory and presence of God, was taken captive and carried away by their great adversaries, the Philistines. And the name Ichabod, without the glory, or without the Spirit of God, that's the terrible tragedy we'd find ourselves in if we were indeed like Ichabod without the glory, without the Holy Spirit. We'd be like ships without the wind. 
as the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, so eloquently described, apart from the Spirit of God, said he, we can do nothing. The great Saint Augustine prayed daily to the Holy Spirit, asking, and I quote, breathe on me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me that my work as well may be holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, that I love, but what is holy? Now understand, the Holy Spirit has always been. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will always be, so don't write me that letter. <laughs> He's always been on equal standing in the blessed Holy Trinity. Three parts in God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Before all things, in all things, through all things. Over in the book of Acts, or I like to call it action, we've all been given the opportunity to take that great, great theological leap described in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where the God in Christ becomes the Christ in you. That power moves you from just being a fan of the message, a mere spectator, to becoming a supercharged, Holy Ghost-filled believer, the exact same spirit, not a facsimile thereof, you understand, the same spirit that raised to life again the three-day dead body of the Prince of God now has taken up residence, personally present in your life by the power of his spirit and the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost to further illuminate the importance of the Holy Ghost I want you to consider these potential outcomes if there truly were no Holy Spirit. First of all, the creative capability of man would become corrupted. Every human person, you see, is possessed with innovative ability and capability. Why? Well, because we're all made in the image of the Creator, supremely creative, almighty God, an ability that grows across the expanse of time and space as God himself urges us in Isaiah 54, too, to enlarge the place of our tent or habitation, lengthen our cords, strengthen our stakes. Consider the beauty of the arts erased from our daily experiences. The impact of the creativity of the great engineers to design structures to keep us safe. Medical devices that bring life where there once was death. The evil specter of death would of course increase. Humanity would be determined to destroy not only itself, but everything around you. The past few years, well, they brought us new, deadly strains of viruses to the forefront in all of our lives. A virus is insignificant on its own, but when combined with the circumstances that create a perfect storm, they are capable of verifiably changing 
history. Their goal is to do whatever is necessary, first to survive and then to thrive, to multiply. They're able to mutate, to alter themselves, to adapt to different environments. Could it be that viruses came upon the earth as a result of the fall of man? Could they be a metaphor for the rapidly spreading, devastating effect of sinfulness? The end result of sin, of course, when not dealt with, it's death. Humans' hearts, darkened, remain just as they were when Cain slew Abel. He was a man filled with anger, filled with rage, conceit, seeking to destroy and kill, not just someone, his very own brother. The act in itself was horrific enough to cause the Lord God to call from heaven, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Sin, sinfulness has spread like a virus. It destroys our homes, crushes relationships, kills happiness, destroys freedom. Well, human history itself is, of course, overflowing with examples of the strong lording over the weak. We all know that. From the well-known and capably documented bondage of the Israelites in Egypt to the international trade of human persons as economic commodities to modern trafficking, slavery was and it now is a terrible travesty before a most holy God. Slavery has always been a blight on the human experience. Much of the Holy Spirit's work on earth is unseen. It's unrealized. Uncounted are the times when lives were spared by the influence of God, the wind of the Spirit so gently guiding us away from danger, but what if there were no Holy Spirit? We would have murder instead of mercy. Adolf Hitler's Holocaust is best known of the blighted breed of men, driven by an all-consuming desire for personal, generational destruction. More than six million perished in the ovens of his concentration camps. Survivors still today testify of seemingly innocuous events where the hand of God Almighty guided them to safety. Instead of on their own to ultimate death. Joseph Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union until 1953, in prison multiplied millions in his gulags. They were arrested without cause, accused of crimes they did not commit, convicted without evidence, relocated without recourse. One historian alone calculates the foul fruit of Stalin's system was the demise of nine 
million people. Two-thirds were intentionally murdered. They were brought about by torture, execution, starvation, all without the slightest regard at all for the worth of a human person created by and in the image of the living God. If there were no Holy Spirit, there would be chaos, no order. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus, Matthew 24, 37. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. It's a revelation of world conditions at the time of the return of the Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter six and verse five details for every one of us. The days of Noah were, quote, a time when the wickedness of man was great, and God wastes no words, great upon the earth. It continues, man's intent was full, overflowing with only evil. Well, if we move forward in time, examine the advancing lawlessness evident today. Cherished human life has become so disregarded that our hearts are no longer even able to grieve. Tears no longer stain our pillows because of the blighted human condition that we experience all around us every day. Isn't it time? Time for the church to once again pray, to ask the living God for a burden for human persons. In the last days, behaviors that deny any resemblance to simple common sense have become a part of the new normal. A Supreme Court justice who is a woman, when I asked the question, was unable to define what a woman is. When questioned during her confirmation hearing, she had no answer. Biological men are competing in women's athletics, depriving women the federally mandated Title IX rights enacted by the 92nd Congress in 1972. Thoughtful, reasonable people are correct to ask the question, could it get any worse? Well, believe you me, it can and it will. What if there were no Holy Spirit at work mitigating the very worst of human rebellion? The Bible gives us a very clear picture in the words of Jesus himself. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 21, there will be great tribulation such as man has never seen nor experienced. Your Bible tells you Seas will turn to blood. One third of the ships of the ocean will be destroyed. One third of all fresh water supply on earth will become bitter, undrinkable. The bottomless pit is opened 
and a demonic horde of loathsome creatures will be released with a single mission to cause untold suffering and pain. A 200 million man marching army is summoned from the east with the instructions to kill one-third of all mankind. I switched cameras to bring you the good news. Because of the blessed Holy Spirit, you don't have to be a part of the chaos. You don't have to be involved in the calamity. The invitation is still open. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, there's still time. Time to set your course toward heaven and away from eternal destruction. You'll never have to worry about what if there were no Holy Spirit. The real and present power of Pentecost is the gift of the Holy Spirit where God replaced a holy man with a Holy Ghost that can be always present in our lives, fulfilling God's promise that we will never, not ever, be alone. Prior to the fulfillment of the promise in that house in downtown Jerusalem where believers celebrated the Feast of Pentecost, looking ahead to a great outpouring, well, today we are the recipients of the promise and celebrate the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of our gratitude is offering to bring an offering before the Lord, not a token, not a tip in today's vernacular, but a worthy offering to the living God. Pentecost was marked by God as the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. So could you allow me to suggest an offering as God commands this time of year in multiples of 50? Many so, two fifties, $100, five fifties, $250, some much, much more. The secret to receiving the promised harvest of God's blessings is in the faith required to give that offering. Don't neglect God's command. He said to come before him and to not come empty-handed, but to place an offering in your hands. Obedience to God's divine directive will release the blessing of Pentecost into all the areas of your life. The presence of the Holy Spirit giving you daily wisdom, daily strength. Your home, your family will receive protection and covering, release to be the power to overcome every sickness and triumph over every problem. God will supply the provision to meet every need. Preeminence, that's the fire of God indwelling your life and a whole lot more. So sow your Pentecost seed today Make it a seed of faith and expectancy, $50, $100, whatever the Holy Spirit lays on your heart. And I'm sure he is speaking to those today about that uncommon Pentecost seed 
of $1,000 or more. And when you do, your obedience will open the portal of God's overwhelming blessing. There really is a seed that changes everything. Joan and I, we're looking forward to receiving your call, your letter. But always remember, never forget, the Feast of Pentecost ends June 5th. So you need to call today, text that gift, or log on at rodparsley.com. The Feast of Pentecost is your destiny-shaking appointment with power. Sow your Pentecost seed before June 5th and place yourself in position to receive the seven promised blessings of peace, protection, and prosperity. Sow in multiples of 50 to mark the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. For your double portion seed of $100 or more, our gift to you is Dr. Parsley's two-part video celebrating our rich spiritual heritage, What If There Were No Holy Spirit? Plus, grow in faith and power by reading about the people and events in the new book, 50 Moments of Pentecostal History. For your very special Pentecost seed of $1,000 or more, you'll be one of the first to receive the newly released three-volume Treasury of Pentecost, Truth That Turned the World Upside Down books that are foundational to the Pentecostal power experience. Plus, this exciting new revealing interview, Reflections on Pentecost. Learn how the Spirit of God has moved powerfully in this worldwide ministry in the past 40 years. Your name will also be added to the family of 120 upper room believers in Dr. Parsley's prayer chamber. For a commanded Pentecost offering of any size, you'll receive two vials of anointing oil to anoint your home and family. Please don't delay. Pentecost Sunday is June 5th. Call, text, or log on today. Friend, it's time to release your seed, rejoice in faith, and receive your harvest. prayer was released in your life in a day. So to set the stage, allow me just to remind you uh, of a couple of contemporary examples. Let's use, uh, let's use a movie to begin with to illustrate to you the mindset of what it would be like if there were no Holy Spirit. Let's liken it to what it would be like if you were never born. Who among us <laughs> wasn't influenced in, in some way by the great Frank Capra's 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life. I watch it 
every single Christmas, and sometimes I watch it in between. It's ranked as the number one most inspirational film of all time by the American Film Institute. It starred, of course, a 37-year-old Jimmy Stewart and a 25-year-old Donna Reed as his wife, Mary. You remember the storyline. George Bailey is at the end of his rope due to a, a series of serious disappointments, to say the least. It, he's become convinced that it would have been better for everybody concerned. Everybody would have been better off if he had never been born. Well, a guardian angel shows up, kind of a clunky character named Clarence, and begins to show him his family, his community, his world, and what it would be like so dramatically different if he did not exist. And then, of course, there was the 1985 film Back to the Future, starred Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. In it, Marty McFly is transported 30 years back in time where he accidentally keeps his future parents from meeting and thereby falling in love. So he inadvertently changed the future and it was threatening his very existence. So he has to do whatever he can to get his future parents as teenagers to meet, to fall in love, so that he can return to the life he knows. Listen to me. Your life is not without consequence. Listen, when dying makes living look easy, just look up. You're connected, you see to so many others in ways you may never ever recognize and in ways you may never understand. Your absence in some way affects everyone to whom you're connected. That's why attending church every Sunday is so vital. If you were not who you are, if you were not where you were, the effect would be of an incalculable circumstance. Now, if that's true of one single solitary human being, namely you, and it is, then just take a minute and extrapolate that and the effect that would follow billions upon billions upon billions of times over and attempt to imagine the influence of God's Holy Spirit not being involved in your life right now. Or for that matter, extrapolated a little further, what if the Holy Spirit were not involved in the earth? What if there was no Holy Spirit? Now please, do not forget to include your most urgent prayer requests when you call or write with your Pentecost seed. Sunday, June 5th, I'll release my faith with yours and millions worldwide for the Holy Spirit of God to clothe you with his presence, with his fire, with his power. And I'll also send you two beautiful vials of anointing oil. So call now, write to me, 
or just visit rodparsley.com. The website is also where you can find all the links to exciting, enriching ministry content on all of my social media channels. I'll see you next time right here on your breakthrough.